0: You're listening to the Higher Ideas podcast, where ideas grow. Connect on higherideas.net. Now, here's your host, I. Hello, fellow human, and welcome back to the Higher Ideas podcast. Coming at you not live, but definitely alive from the Amazon jungle once again, swinging in my hammock in another ayahuasca dieta. And today, I don't want to talk about ayahuasca. I actually want to talk about something a little different. Let's have a little fun and uh, change the subject. I'd like to talk about outer space today. And I've been thinking about outer space a lot, looking at the beautiful stars here in the jungle. Um, They're really crisp and clear, and there's just millions of them. You can't help but wonder at outer space when you see a sky filled with stars like that. You even see the Milky Way here. It's beautiful. So, outer space, huh? space, just endless, unimaginable space, huge, right? It's so big, the universe is so big that you can't even wrap your mind around it. I mean, we kind of vaguely understand, yeah, there's a whole bunch of space out there, there's a whole bunch of stars, but I mean, it's unimaginable, it's it's ungraspable how big and Practically endless the universe is and of course it fills you with wonder, right? ever since Geez time immemorial Humanity has stared up at the stars and wondered at first. We looked up there and just thought it's some kind of ceiling with a bunch of holes in it or something, right? There's all these suppositions about what outer space was until the telescope came along, and all these sciences, and we started to understand, wow, it is actually just a vast ocean of suns out there, other solar systems, and they're clustered in galaxies, which contain so many suns, so many stars, so many cosmic bodies, and there are billions of those. It's massive. Amazing. A little scary. And I mean, to give you an idea, just an idea of how huge it is, some years ago, scientists pointed the Hubble Space Telescope at a tiny space of sky between stars. A little black swatch of sky, about the size of your thumbnail, if you put your thumb up to the sky. They pointed this telescope at a black space between the stars, and they just took a long exposure. And what they found, I think, surprised even the scientists in this tiny piece of black night sky. What they found on that long exposure was just a massive amount of galaxies, far, far away galaxies, but just the image is just filled with galaxies. And that's just one tiny little piece of sky and that's just as far as we were able to capture. It goes even further than that. If they had exposed it longer, the image probably would have turned out being a solid white. Um, there are so many galaxies out there. And just a reminder, a galaxy, as I said, is billions of stars and solar systems. It's mind-boggling. And a lot of people out there don't want to think about it because it makes us feel insignificant, right? And its ego... That gives you that feeling. It's ego that wants to be the center of the universe. It's ego that wants to feel huge and important. We like to think humanity is this huge, important force, center of everything. And when you look up into outer space and realize how vast it is, it makes us feel absolutely insignificant, makes us feel smaller than a microbe. So of course there's this revulsion that tends to come up that's based around our sense of importance, right? But just because we're small doesn't mean we're not important. What's happening on this planet, life and humanity, is important. It is um, an amazing process happening in this tiny little piece of outer space. And to me, I've never felt that that's depressing, the vastness of outer space. It's always seemed inspiring to me that we're a part of something so huge and mysterious and amazing. I mean, even just this planet is huge and mysterious and amazing, floating in this ocean of vastness and mystery and amazement, right? So if you are one of those people who feels this sense of dread, this sense of unimportance when pondering outer space, please don't. If anything, it should teach you that we are in this amazing place. We're not just on this planet in this amazing place, we are in this amazing universe, this huge universe um, of just majesty. So of course humanity has been exploring outer space, less so these days than some generations ago when we went to the moon. And my view of what happened when we went to the moon is that we got scared. It was this great achievement. It was this great, exciting step for mankind. Stepping foot on the moon. But at the same time, it was a little sad, wasn't it? Here is this dry, barren place. I mean, we were so drawn to explore it. And then when we got there, it was just a sort of... Uh, wow, it's really empty out here. This emptiness, this empty feeling, I think, came over mankind after reaching the moon. And I think that's what really motivated everything to kind of be abandoned at that point. Yeah, there were budget restrictions and priorities changed and things like that. But I think in the hearts of humanity, there was just this sense of, what does it mean? Right? Great, we achieved this, we reached it, but there's nothing here. And so... I think we're kind of still in this sort of depression that has come out of that achievement. This sort of, now what? This sort of, what next? And I guess these days we're talking about Mars. All these fantasies about colonizing Mars, terraforming Mars, starting by exploring, yes, sending humans over there, yes, they are going to be very lonely humans. They're probably going to be depressed when they get out there. They're probably going to miss the Earth. But I also think there's a certain kind of foolishness about dreaming about Mars already, about trying to go to Mars, trying to create another planet. And here's the foolishness at work there. What the hell makes us think that we're ready to start another planet, that we're ready to create life on another planet, when we can't even take care of life on this planet? And the point that I'm getting at here with this whole outer space deal is that we're not ready. It's it's in reach. It's up there. We could keep pushing technology, keep exploring other planets, throw humans out there at all these different uh, quadrants of this solar system of ours, but we are not ready for that. We got there too fast. Technology has been growing far faster than human wisdom. Um, far faster than our progress in the human spirit, in the human self, in the human experience, I guess you could say. It seems to me that we are rushing outer space. And the reaction we had when reaching the moon, I think, was a hint of that. Here we are on the moon. What the hell does it mean? We don't know what to do. So that point I made about not being ready to start another planet, we as a species aren't ready to care for another planet. We aren't ready to responsibly handle another planet until we learn to care and responsibly handle this planet. And that comes down to um, growing up as a species. First of all, we stop yearning for the other place, for the next frontier, and take our time here and learn to be good people here. Learn to be wiser people here because right now really the only urge to go to outer space is being fueled by the same urge that pushed us to explore other continents it's resource it's not so much about learning and science that's the pretty face they put on it but the funding behind that is all about exploitation it's all about taking it's all about what can we find out there that will be um that we can sell? What can we find out there that we can exploit? What can we find out there that basically we can abuse? We're doing it right here on this planet. We are exploiting and abusing this planet. So what the hell makes us think we're ready to go out there? What kind of humanity are we launching into outer space at this point in human history? All of the motivations are wrong. There's always that nice motivation of learning and growing, but that's really secondary to the primary motivation of invasively expanding and taking advantage of everything we find. It's this hunger, it's this greed that's at work throughout all of humanity right now. And that comes down to an immaturity. That comes down to a certain um, unreadiness of the human spirit. I mean, think of it this way. Think of humanity as this cosmic seed that is preparing to spread. It will spread eventually. It is probably part of our destiny and our purpose to expand out there. But we have to be careful about what kind of force it is that we're throwing out there into the universe. Um, Because look, eventually we will run into other societies out there, right? There probably are extraterrestrials of some sort somewhere else out there. Although I'll take this moment to say, while that's a very pleasant thing to think about, there's another thought that could be equally true, and that is, we might be, in the entire universe, we might be the only life. We might be the first. Someone out there has to be the first, and as old and unimaginably vast as the universe is, there is a possibility that this is it. So that thought really sort of reframes this whole quest of ours, right? This lonely quest um, to, to find life out there, to find other people out there, um, might be a waste. And the entire time, it was all right here. And we were ignoring it and only looking away and destroying this beautiful thing that we have here while dreaming of finding some other world. And on the topic of aliens, I mean, there's also this idea that if we can make alien contact, somehow we won't feel as lonely, and somehow we'll get along better. And to me, that's just a fantasy. That's not proven by human history. Because there was a time where other cultures and other continents were uncontacted. Everything was isolated like planets. And what happened when we discovered these other human cultures? What happened when we contacted these other worlds right here on this world? What happened was war, exploitation, this, this human immaturity, this human negativity, this behavior we have of not being inspired by a new culture, but being afraid of it and figuring out how we can exploit it if we're stronger than them. Human history has proven that we're not ready to have contact with some other world. We're not mature enough to handle it. And if it did come, it'd probably be a conflict. And I mean, what happens if we find some kind of alien race out there, some kind of sentient being out there that is less developed than us? That's going to be a disaster for them if we don't grow up first before reaching it. So that's the kind of thoughts that make me conclude we're not ready for outer space. We're wasting our time. Um, we have to focus on us, on improving ourselves for some generations. I mean, we've got so much crap to suss out here. And the first alien force that we need to deal with, that we need to learn to to appreciate and to live in peace with is each other, Right? We're walking around all the time with aliens, other people. To each of us, everyone else is an alien on some level because we can't read each other's minds, we doubt each other's motives, we abuse each other, and this is an alien relationship that we're dealing with. And if the aliens are watching us, some kind of wiser force, right? If they are watching us and not contacting us, it's probably because they're waiting for us to prove that we're ready by the way we deal with each other. And on another level, the way we deal with the rest of life here. Insects are aliens. Animals are aliens. Bacteria are aliens. Plants are aliens. These are all vastly different animals and creatures than ourselves with vastly different minds, vastly different cultures, vastly different ways. Here we are, all of us on this planet, and we're not getting along. We're, we're, You know, most of us get along, but there's still this human toxin, there's this ego at work that we need to tame before we're even near ready for outer space. So it starts right here. Humanity has to learn that as far as we're concerned, this planet is outer space right now and we need to get used to this we need to make peace with this we need to learn the wisdoms that are trying to be taught here before we go out there and try to complicate things with entire other planets of animals and creatures and sentient beings if they're out there we're, we're kind of overreaching here with this whole outer space thing so that's something that's been on my heart for a really long time. And, you know, it's great. I'm not saying humanity shouldn't go to outer space. I'm not saying humanity shouldn't explore outer space. But we're not ready for the great things that we're reaching for. And as I said, I think we got a sense of that when we reached the moon. That sadness, that emptiness that filled us. Um, it just was a, it was a sign. Mentally, spiritually. You're not ready yet for this. It's a huge step we have to look forward to, expanding into outer space. But it would be so much better for us to first make sure we are a healthy seed that is launched out there into outer space, that we bring the best of life out there, not the worst of humanity, not the greed, not the the colonialism, this colonial mentality that we've had on Earth for so many generations now, as countries intermixed and got to colonizing other lands and and exploiting nature, if we can't handle what we've got here, there is no way in hell we can responsibly handle what's out there. And I do not believe that going out there is going to teach us anything that we can't learn right here before going. So really, the ultimate vision, I mean, the best vision of humanity expanding into space is a humanity that is at peace here. There is this human darkness that isn't off of us yet, and it's going to corrupt and ruin anything we send out there, any efforts we expand into space. So although there's uh, all this potential work we could be doing right now in outer space if NASA was better funded... Um, and if we put our minds to it the same way we did about the moon, we could reach Mars, we could establish a colony and all that stuff. But that would be a seed tainted, growing there tainted with things that we should have cleaned before launching out into this vacuum, into this clean outer space. We are a young species. We have no idea how young we are. Our technology has outgrown us right now. And that's something that really worries me because we're not stopping. We're just accelerating, accelerating this technology. But we're not growing up to catch up with it. We keep giving ourselves more power. We keep sticking our fingers in things we shouldn't be messing with like DNA and, you know, polluting environments and digging into the earth, pulling up this polluting gas and just ruining environments for this just so we could fuel markets and fuel cars and keep things going the way we like them to be going right now. But it's becoming clear to us, isn't it, that this isn't working anymore. This is becoming unsustainable, and it's becoming so toxic that it's threatening everything, right? I mean, life on Earth is a tough mofo, and if we end up ruining this entire planet and killing ourselves, it's going to survive, it's going to start over, and probably get to work on making some other version of something like a human. Some other species will evolve and become sentient. Maybe monkeys, who knows, maybe octopuses. There's all kinds of other candidates out there that just need a little more evolution before they become the next humans. So this planet is going to be fine, unless we really do something extremely destructive and stupid that just wipes out all cellular life on this planet. But until we have that kind of power, anyway, we destroy ourselves, the planet will recover and start over. Because I do believe this planet is trying to expand into outer space. I do think that's part of why humanity was created and part of why in our hearts we were given this yearning for outer space that no other animal really seems to have. I mean, what other animal sits around staring at the stars going, what the hell is that? What's up there? Can we go up there? That's us. And I think we were created for that. So it is a very serious, sacred charge that we have been given by life on this planet to expand out there. We are the seed of life that life on this planet is preparing to throw out there to ensure that it survives. If this planet is ruined, at least there'll be other planets that it has reached and started to take root in and and continue this amazing process of life. And by the way, very early on in my explorations of this spiritual realm, I had a conversation with the spirit of the Earth. Now, as as woo-woo as that might sound, the Earth is conscious. It is an animal. All of life on Earth Is one single creature that we're all a part of. We're all cells inside of this giant being and it does have some kind of mind. And I had something of a dialogue with this this creature Gaia I guess you could say um, very early on in my exploration of ayahuasca and she told me exactly why we exist, why we were created Yes, eventually it's to expand life into this this universe and preserve life by putting it in more places beyond even the solar system. So when the sun dies out, life from this planet, the spirit of this planet, the being in this planet will exist in some other solar system, on some other planet. Yes, that is the ultimate greater goal of humanity when it comes to outer space. But for now, Mother Earth's primary concern when creating us, when giving us this longing to outer space, is to protect against asteroids and stellar disasters. Because when you think about it, as far as we can tell, it was a massive asteroid impact that wiped out the dinosaurs, right? That almost destroyed all of life on this planet. Now, until that time... Life was chugging along just fine, right? And the being, the mind of life, Gaia, was wild and powerful with these huge creatures and just imagination run amok, just this, I am. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, an impact from outer space that almost destroyed the entire thing. Now, what she expressed to me is that scared the crap out of her. And for the first time, she had a sense of external threat. And right away, she got to work on us. And if you look at the timeline between the extinction of the dinosaurs and the appearance of man, the time between those two events um, in Earth years, right, in Earth speed, was almost a blink of an eye. We appeared so fast after that event She got right to work on it. So in other words, we are an immune system. Humans, with our minds, our our genius minds, our our absolute ability for technology and, and wonder and exploration and all of that was intended to get us to outer space specifically so that we would put defenses in place against that coming again so everything doesn't get wiped out again by a random rock from outer space. Because Mother Earth is just sitting here, waiting for that, just vulnerable. As an animal, Mother Earth has no defense against another asteroid disaster that this time can wipe everything out. So she got right to work on creating herself an external immune system. Our eyes looking to space are her eyes looking to space, trying to see what the hell was that, where did it come from? What is how does it work? All of our work of looking up there and trying to understand is her looking up, trying to understand. And we're wasting time by trying to colonize, we're wasting time by trying to exploit and and use our, our space knowledge for things about controlling you know, humanity, all this manipulation, and just all this misuse. This is all caused by ego. If we were wise, even scientists say this, we would be focusing on seeing every possible asteroid that can hit this place and having technology in place to move them out of the way far before they're a threat. Now, I know there are cosmologists out there, that probably stay awake at night worrying about this, because I remember seeing some of them speak about this, that we have almost no eyes out there looking out for this. We're just ignoring the possibility. That should be funded far more. And in the heart of Mother Earth, that's what we need to get on when it comes to outer space. That's why we went there. And that's why when we got to the moon, we felt... We didn't need to go further. We didn't want to go further. We had this confusion of, well, we got here, but now what? What we're supposed to be doing with that technology is putting defenses in place to protect this place. But of course, along the way, we've gotten confused because we've got independent thought, we've got fear, we've got imaginations that that, that push us in the wrong direction. And instead, we got to exploiting this planet, ruining this planet... And just looking up there and this, I don't know, we're looking for aliens, I guess. I don't know, we're looking for other planets, I guess. That's later. For now, what matters is protect this place. Take care of this place. We are the white blood cells between Mother Earth and the dangers of outer space, which are there and could strike again. There's not a lot of time. We're wasting time because it could come at any time. We really should focus on this. That is the will of the Earth. I'm just delivering the message. And yes, eventually, expands life outwards. And yes, eventually, if they're out there, meet the other beings, learn from them in peace, and, and teach them caring for life if they still need to learn it. That is the best dream for humanity's future in outer space. And really, if we ever want to start another planet, we're going to have to start by learning to take care of this one and learning how it works, not in a scientific way necessarily, not in a way where we find out the DNA of all these things and blah, 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 but simple things like learning how to care for plants, learning how to protect the environment. We're not even taking care of it here. It drives me nuts. This weird idea that we're ready to take care of another planet. We need to prove ourselves here first before we're really ready to go out there and do good work in this universe and create good worlds in this universe. So we've got a lot of work left to do here on this planet, and it's spiritual work. It's it's soul work. It's mind work. It's maturity work. We need to grow up as societies. We need to change so much right now before we're even ready for that. And the first step, of course, is learning to take care of this freaking planet, this amazing gem, this jewel of absolute coincidence. The fact that life is happening on this planet is mind-blowing and and practically impossible. It is a miracle that life happens on this planet, a miracle alignment of coincidence and happenstance and forces being just right And this happens. And all we can think about is getting off of it and leaving. What the hell is that? Let's say right now, I offered you a spaceship. And I said, You want off this planet? Now, there's a lot of people that right away would go, Hell yeah, I want off this planet. This place is shit. I want to get out of here. Stupid humans, blah, 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 right? But really think about it for a second. You're going to get in this ship. You are going to leave this planet. And you're not coming back. Now the question comes up, where am I going? I can't tell you that. But I can tell you, you'll never see this place again. Now when I think about that, what I think isn't, I want to leave. Sure, sign me up, ship me out to possibly a barren world up there. What I feel is, I'm going to miss this place. And I don't want to leave this place. And I want this place... To keep going in health and beauty, and I want to appreciate it. I want to be here. I want to see the trees. I want to smell the flowers and the, see the butterflies flying around. Exactly what I'm doing right here in this hammock in the middle of nature. Being on this planet, appreciating the amazing mystery and, in a way, cosmic depth of life here. I don't want to leave this world. I love this world. This is my home. So, All I'm trying to do with this episode, fellow human, is throw some thought out there. Hopefully get you guys thinking about this whole outer space thing. What is our motivation? And what are we hoping to find out there when there's so much to explore and learn and grow right here? And this is reflected in all of human technology. As I said earlier, it is outgrowing our spirits in a way we are less spiritually mature today than we were before technology, when we were forced to explore inner space because there was no reaching outer space. There was no technology to separate us from this dance of life. There's so much wisdom we've lost in that separation, and we need to get it back because disconnecting ourselves from that is a significant reason that we're ruining this planet. I mean, think of it like walking, right? For so many generations now, humanity has been walking forward, taking steps forward, with only one foot. So you can imagine if you're trying to walk with only one foot, take a a step forward with your right foot. Now take another step forward with your right foot. Now take another step forward with your right foot. Take another step forward with your right foot, never moving your left foot. You're going to end up overextended, right? And eventually you're going to fall over. The right foot is technology. The left foot is spirit, is wisdom, is applying our power wisely, is growing up mentally, emotionally, and spiritually as a species. All of us. It takes all of us growing up. Because a lot of the abuses being done, a lot of the overstretching being done, is motivated by selfishness, greed, fear, and this urgency. It's like, it's like all of us want to see everything happen within our life, but it's never going to happen. That's a fool's dream. The better work for each generation, the smarter perspective for each human generation is to make sure to grow in balance and wisdom Every single generation, one right footstep, one left footstep at a time. And that way, humanity will stay in balance, will stay in wisdom, and grow outward naturally into outer space. Yeah, maybe it won't be this generation, but so what? What's that going to bring us in this generation except expanding outward recklessly and, and bringing trouble I mean, if the universe has a mind, which I believe it does, and it's watching what's going on here, if there are other extraterrestrial beings secretly watching what's going on on this planet, I believe they're probably scared that we're going to expand before reaching that maturity. Because what we will be is a virus. What we will be is a plague, just like we are on this planet right now. Recklessly expanding, recklessly invading, and ruining everything. What we need to do first is learn to be on this planet, is learn to live with each other and all of the other animals and creatures and alien life forms right here. This is the training ground for outer space, and we're not learning, we're not studying. We're just being our stupid selves, stomping all over the place, breaking things left and right, Constantly expanding power because of this insecurity, this lust. We need to catch up with the left foot. We are several generations behind on that. So, if I was president of the world, as unpopular as this opinion may seem, I would decree no more. No more science. That's it. Freeze it. We're good. Sorry for the interruption, fellow human, but I actually forgot to complete that thought I started. That if I was in charge of humanity, if I was the president of the world, I would put a freeze on science for now, because you have to admit we're living pretty well right now. Yes, more science can always bring more benefits, but it also brings more problems. Um, And what I was trying to get at there is I would put a freeze on science for a couple generations, and put humanity's focus more on self-development, on spiritual development, on maturity development. And of course, a couple generations in, once we've caught up and become good people without all the problems that plague us today, we could resume with science and move on, step with the right foot again. But I definitely think there is a severe need to catch up with the left foot, and that's what I was getting at there. We're rushing this so much without catching up. But I'm probably repeating myself. You get my point. Humanity has outgrown its wisdom. The best thing we can do right now, individually and societally, globally, is to focus on growing our maturity, growing our self control, growing our mastery over ego and fear before we try to go on any further. Otherwise, we're courting disaster. Recording collapse by only stepping forward with one foot. Constantly. Jesus. And look, let me tell you, the human spirit, the human mind, consciousness, that is as vast to explore as outer space. I've been exploring it here with ayahuasca for a long time. Been exploring it with thinking, deep thinking, my whole life. And I can tell you, fellow human, the mystery of human spirit, the mystery of consciousness is as vast and endless as the universe out there. I mean, it's probably bigger because it is infinite. I don't believe that outer space is infinite. I don't believe this dimension, this universe is infinite. But human potential, the human mind's imagination, that's limitless. And we can explore that right here. To me, that's more fascinating and more compelling than exploring the sky, even though I see the appeal. I would love to be able to fly out there in outer space, visit other worlds, see what mysteries are out there. But when it comes to fuel for wisdom, fuel for for growth, fuel for maturity, nothing has made me grow and mature more than exploring inner space, the other half of existence that we have been ignoring for so long. But for the moment, I think the perspective that would serve humanity better, even though it hurts, even though it's lonely, even though it's difficult to digest, I think for humanity right now, the better perspective is that we are the only life in the entire universe. And we need to cherish this and we need to cultivate it, and we need to make sure that it is in health. And free, not in control of humanity, but free to be what it is. It gets along just fine on its own, and anytime we try to steer, every time we try to edit, every time we try to interfere, all we do is break it, and throw it off balance, and corrupt it, pollute it, and ruin it. So even if it's not true, the better perspective to have for humanity right now is that we are alone. We are here, the only life in the universe, and we need to take care of it. First, learn to take care of it, and then preserve it by spreading it to other spheres out there. So I'm going to wrap this up now, fellow human, with one final point that illustrates how misaligned, how, how weird our logic is about reaching for outer space. We look to outer space... And we feel we're looking for others, right? And the question is, are we alone, right? We all know that question, are we alone? But hey, knock knock human, think for a second, are we alone? No, we're not, (laughs) we are here, together, we are not alone, not only as humans, but as life. We are surrounded by others, and yet we stare at the sky and think, boo-hoo, are we alone? Hey, dummy, we are here. We. Why look elsewhere? Deal with this. Learn to live with this, and stop turning away to the sky, and trying to find meaning up there. It's right here. Our work is right here. So, fellow human, I'm going to wrap this episode up here. A lot of interesting food for thought, I'm sure. And that's what this podcast is all about. uh, Spreading interesting and different points of view about all kinds of things, including outer space. So I do hope it got the gears a-turnin' in your head, You don't have to agree with everything I said, but considering other points of views is always a worthwhile exercise. And I'm actually going to leave this episode with a nice little piece of flute music. But before I do that, I will remind you that this podcast can be found over at higherideas.net, all nicely organized with show notes and related episode links. I do hope you'll check it out. I also hope you'll join me on Facebook. You can find that link all the way down at the bottom of the site, or simply by clicking the Contacts link up above. At the top of the site you'll also find a nice little orange link, which I hope you'll visit, which takes you to my Patreon support fund. Um, I really am on hard times lately over here in Peru. I desperately need some kind of income to survive as I watch my savings getting very near the bottom of the barrel, which would mean giving up on this whole Peruvian adventure, and, you know, probably also giving up on this podcast, as I'd have to go back to work and just... Help me out, guys. Uh, You can head over to that link and donate $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, whatever your heart feels uh, you can give to help support what I'm doing here and what I'm bringing you guys through this podcast. I'm only aiming for $300 a month. I'd be very, very happy with that. I'm not a greedy guy. I'm just looking to survive. I need to change apartments. It's been very difficult um, to record, to have silent time to record in this place. Um, Since I'm living among many different people here, I'm living in a shared house situation. There are a lot of noisy students here. There's traffic out front. I need to upgrade to a different kind of living condition so I can record more easily for this podcast. So please do head over to that Patreon link over at the top of higherideas.net. And in the same breath, thank you so much to the few patrons I've got so far, especially the most generous of which, Mr. X, who has donated a significant amount of what we've got so far. But please help me get over the top of this $300 survival goal. It really will change everything for me over here in Peru. And now I'll leave you with that song, entitled The Blue-Haloed Red Star, which came to me while staring up at the stars, and I have played many times under star-covered sky. When I play it, I imagine this song filling the great void out there with something inspiring and beautiful. And maybe it's a song reaching out to whoever's out there to reach back and find something beautiful here. Once again, fellow human, that's higherideas.net, and until next time, keep thinking.